0: I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a normal lawyer. Well, not that normal. These transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
1: Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with and New Bully. I'm your host Leroy, aka Jim Shooter Jr. uh, with my co-host.
2: Yeah, this is Eli, aka Pumpkin Bar.
1: There we go, Sticking with the pumpkin thing. (laughs) And we're back with another episode. We're gonna jump into it. And Eli, I'll tell you I had some some big news, actually like some some really not news, but I was gonna make a big deal out of it. This news I'm gonna make a big deal out of you. It's news to me. No one else cares, but I care. (laughs) Because guess what I have in my hand right here?
2: Stim stimmy? I don't
1: know. No, not a stimmy <laughs> We need another stimmy for the gas bill, if nothing else for gas. <laughs> get around This is a Nielsen's uh letter, you know, for the ratings. Ratings. Okay. Yeah, you know how you know they send it to your household and you get to vote on what show and the show they send it back to them, and that's the rating, and that's the show that gets renewed and the show that gets canceled, stuff like that. So okay. I hope the networks fate in my hand oh shit. so you want to yeah i mean i'm probably shouldn't even show you this information i'm pretty sure this is g14 classified but i'm gonna just show everybody on the podcast anyway because i can so uh any show that don't want to get canceled you know i would ha- happily you know accept you know cash payment you know i may vote for your show or right. i don't know something like that just something simple,
2: so, you know. so 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 you why the last man's fate is
1: in your exactly (laughs) why the last man i'm your last i'm your last chance i'm your only hope (laughs) so i wouldn't vote for the piece of shit show anyway (laughs) Uh, anyway let's go to the next part of the podcast oh eli we got some good news i you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna quiz you i'm gonna quiz you we're gonna do a personality test on eli who is your favorite avenger
2: my favorite avenger now are we talking like comic books or mcu because I got it different okay
1: okay okay you're right you're <laughs> right you're right we do because this show is a little different from other shows that we do have to specify and, and, and clear that up so mcu 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 yeah.
2: uh captain america
1: captain america and wrong answer <laughs> your new favorite avenger <laughs> is paul rudd <laughs>
2: oh that's well
1: yeah ant-man ant-man of course it's ant-man because the reason Ant uh paul Rudd is like the most famous avenger because he's apparently the 60s Avenger. i guess yeah because he won uh people's magazine 60s man alive for 2021 ever like that you know uh pretty cool now here's the thing about that eli now a lot of times like i said i'm i don't swing that way so i don't know whether it's a good choice or nothing like that however you know like whenever it's a choice like that if it's a bad choice you hear about it like for instance like when blake shelton won it you're just like huh like look even he's confused like really i want that shit you know oh and my favorite from the 80s nick nolte like it seems weird yeah he won this shit so that's how you know everybody in the 80s was on cocaine Cause it was like, <laughs> fucking, you know, uh, but the thing is like everybody, now I will say this about Paul Rudd is that he looks the exact same as he did like way back in, in Clueless. So okay. you gotta give him credit. You gotta give him credit for that. And now I did I imagine, not know it,
2: he was in Clueless.
1: <laughs> have you seen Clueless? Cause
2: I, I have not seen Clueless. I'm okay. Clueless.
1: I imagine it. So basically that's your end, just like horror movies are my end. Like anytime you ask me that shit, i give and, I, and it's kind of weird. I'm like, Eli, you don't watch Clueless? Like like I should be shocked. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you believe?
1: <laughs> You're right. I am shocked. You know. Okay. So let's let's go some more your speed there. Let's let's okay. Halloween. Which one is this one?
2: that uh one of those where he was he was tommy doyle wasn't he wasn't he tommy, tommy doyle? doyle okay
1: okay yes he was tommy doyle so he was before in
2: before anthony michael hall in the new one before
1: <laughs> anthony michael hall so apparently he's supposed to be the same age as paul Rudd. i think that's why they didn't bring paul Rudd back in hollywood uh halloween whatever it was because he doesn't look like he's in his 50s <laughs> this guy <laughs> looked like he's in his 50s paul Rudd just shows to be like no no go get your dad not you you know yeah. So that's my whole thing, like that. So, yeah, but think about Paul Rudd is that, all right, I'm gonna just say this and just leave it alone because eventually he's gonna get to the point because he's not aging. All of a sudden, like, we're on to him, we're on to his secret. So, all of a sudden, we're gonna see, start seeing Paul Rudd Jr., you know, with like a mask, mustache, or a beard, or something like that, but it's really just him <laughs> the whole time, you know. Then his granddad, then his next day after that, and they're gonna have like some dynasty of Rudds, the Rudd dynasty, you know. That's oh, all, like,
2: like, the, like, uh, uh The
1: Baldwin's. See, that's how I know you haven't seen Clueless. (laughs)
2: What? Because they call (laughs) because
1: they call him a Baldwin in in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, they call him a Baldwin. So, see, because uh, Alicia Silverstone, uh, salicia Silverstone, whatever her name was in the movie, uh, made up that any sexy guy is called a Baldwin. So when she saw Rudd, he's like, you know what? He's kind of a Baldwin. But now. That's how dated that movie is because you can't use Baldwin in that term nowadays. So yeah, Baldwin I, I, in means... fact, I
2: I, I actually second-guessed even saying his name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was in the back of my, you heard some shit, you were like, uh-oh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: What door he, am he, I going to open when I...
1: <laughs> yeah, he's canceled now, so we can't even go that route, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. What do we got next? Okay. Oh, I'm up. Okay, Eli. I saw a movie. Did you? actually you know that's not my thing i don't do that but i decided to go ahead and do it this one time I decided to you know pitch in oh you know, go on this
2: movie i was gonna watch this well, it was gonna
1: watch this okay you should have watched well i'm not gonna okay to be continued but i will say this it is the highest like rated not rated but like the highest watched movie in netflix opening weekend ever
2: oh no shit so
1: yeah so it's like it's it's a big deal <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know what Red Notice is, Red Notice is the movie that where you got uh, Gal Gadot, you got Ryan Reynolds, and you got The Rock playing... I, I, gotta, I guess I got to describe the plot of this movie because the plot was all over the place. What I mean, it was all over the place. I mean, like, what you have here is a a heist movie, uh Indiana Jones movie, uh, a prison break movie, a buddy cop movie, and a romance movie all in one. And it's... Like I said, they just throw everything in it. You watch this movie, you get exactly what you expect. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He's just Deadpool in this movie the whole time. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Rock is playing the Rock. He's playing, you know, Hobbs or Shaw, whichever one I, I get him confused. The Rock, you know, he's playing the Rock. He's playing the Rock. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing their usual stick what you expect. The surprise here was Gal Gadot. Because I yeah. I, get, I was thinking like how how was Gal Gadot gonna? Because the thing is, you can say whatever you want to about Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson's acting ability. But what they do have is charisma, star power, personality. So when other actors stand on the screen with them, they feel smaller than than them. Like if you watch like Free Guy or, you know, any rock movie with Kevin Hart in it, you know, everybody seems like Kevin Hart next to The Rock, you know, but Gal Gadot held her own because she wasn't doing the normal Wonder Woman, like I'm stoic, all about honor and duty, stuff like that. She wasn't doing that. She was actually like having fun. She was actually like, it, like if they don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to just ham it up just like these guys are. And she was able to keep up with them on screen, even though the most of the movie is just Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. And I will say this, Ryan Reynolds cracked me the fuck up in this movie. I was laughing my ass over the stuff he was saying. Now, that's me because I'm used to his style of humor, you know, from Deadpool and all the other movies he's watching, his Twitter account. Now, if you're the type of person that, you know, turn your nose up and, you know, you got your pinky out anytime Ryan Reynolds on screen, like, I don't subscribe to that type of humor you know if you're like that with a movie you're not gonna like this movie however I was laughing my ass off watching this movie just everything Ryan Reynolds was saying in this rock was doing his usual rock shit they don't even explain who he is he's just the rock I don't remember his name in this movie um uh, but yeah all in all the movie gives you exactly what you expect now that's why critics abashed this movie I think it's like 28 uh percent of Rotten Tomatoes because the movie gives you exactly get exactly what you expect now, if you just want to see a movie with a bunch of stars just doing shit they normally do, ripped off movies, all they scene, like like the Batman v Superman scene where uh, Ben Affleck is standing behind Gal Gadot when she's about to steal some shit, Rock does that shit in this movie. Like, almost every scene in this movie is shit from shit they did in other movies, you know. So, it's cool. It's a fun watch if you're just trying to kill time, play in the background and say, would I watch this in the movies? Hell no. I would not go to the theaters to watch the movie. On Netflix? Sure. Have fun it's like one of those uh those bodyguard my wife's bodyguard that shit that ryan reynolds always in with those movies okay. that nobody sees i guess yeah, it's one I, of those I, I don't know i haven't seen it but i imagine it's like one of those like if it was on tv i'd watch it but i'm not going to the movies to pay for that shit you know so it's just like one of those movies now the thing is netflix has kind of changed the game because we always said that the movie star is dead and people don't go see movies just for stars well, Netflix is proven that's a lie because the only thing this movie really has going for it is its stars, the star power. Those people are going to see, you know. So uh, that's all I got. So They overall, won't go to
2: the it, movies, but they'll watch it at home.
1: They'll watch it at home, yeah. And I had a good time watching at home. I do not regret it. Will I watch it again? No. But the one time I did watch it, I enjoyed myself. So I'm like, cool, awesome. So overall, get the rating, 3.5 out of 5. Uh, if, you, if you're a bunch of people, like if you're playing a movie in a party, I feel like it's a good party movie. Like, if you got, I'm I'm at home, I'm throwing a party, I'm putting a movie in the background, this movie will serve its purpose. It'll keep you entertained. Uh, Ryan Reynolds yak, yak, yucking it up, you know. Whatever. So, cool. All right. So, uh, hold up. What are we, who is this? DP Red fan. Notice. Oh boy. oh, boy, Ryan Reynolds, I'm hyped. Uh, if you're a DP fan and you like, Ryan Reynolds is just Deadpool in this movie. It's a PG-13 movie, but he's just Deadpool. So you'll like it if you go if you come from Ryan Reynolds. All right. So looks like you are up, Eli. like you saw a movie. Also. I it's did. Like- I just I, I just watched this. Um
2: uh yeah. So this is a movie called Night Raiders. It is a Native American sci-fi movie. Whenever you ever fucking remember that. Yeah
1: so okay so they so now the final frontier is space okay
2: yeah it's actually no it's it's still here it's on earth
1: okay oh it
2: is um so it's like a futuristic dystopian uh you know sci-fi it's in the future it's like this america's been it's like this post-civil war america's in ruined um you know cities are all
1: still in the past
2: it's no it no, it's takes place in like the future, like oh. the, the near distant
1: future. Oh, so post- we get a second civil war. Like
2: a second civil war, a post okay. So basically civil this war. is so
1: we're talking Trump 2024. Okay, cool. All right. Basically,
2: yeah, t- yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> or 2050 or whatever. What what that will lead to. <laughs> yeah, it's like the near distant future. The America's all in ruins and shit. Um, and uh, you know, people are struggling to survive. And the main character is this native woman who uh, she has a kid. But so in this like fu- this dystopian future, the government, this like fascist government is going around kidnapping kids and forcing them into these like re-education centers, you know, and this woman, you know, after her kid gets injured in the woods, she ends up basically here to save the kid's life because she doesn't have medicine or a way to, you know treat her wounds she ends up giving her daughter to the the government well then she ends up finding out that the government is actually training these kids into child soldiers for their ultra military uh you know army that they got going on this ultra futuristic fascist military uh you know so she ends up banning with a bunch like another this native tribe they're like a bunch of they're like uh, freedom fighters So she ends up joining them like a resistance and to go get the kids back. So that's basically the, 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 the gist of the story. Um, but this was written and directed. What's her name? Denise, Denise, uh, Goulet. She's a indigenous filmmaker written, directed and produced, you know, cast is a bunch of, you know, indigenous actors in this. So it's like a, it's, it's a straight up indigenous film, you know, But it's also got sci. It's sci-fi, which is you know we don't like. I'm saying we natives are starting to branch out into genres. You know what I mean? We have Blood Quantum, which was horror and stuff, and and now we have like sci-fi. They're basically it's it, it it it's basically bringing up the 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 um the issue of residential schools and what that did to native people. You know the the kidnapping of kids and forcing them into these. Um, boarding schools to, you know, assimilate them into white culture. That's basically the theme here where we're, we're, you know, they're dealing with only in the future. So it brings up the, you know, native futurisms and how, you know, how to, how to talk about these issues through genre filmmaking, through sci-fi, through horror, you know, same thing with blood quantum, blood quantum, you were able to talk about, you know, native issues through the horror genre. And I think that's what they're doing here, you know. So I thought it was really cool. It does have a low budget, you know. They're not going to give a, you know, natives a big Disney, you know, money to make this big, sweet, epic, you know, movie. It is a low budget flick uh,
1: until Red Wolf, you know, gets his yeah,
2: spin-off yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but it focuses more on the drama. It focuses more on the emotional. Uh, you know relationships between the mom and the daughter and um, and the end but the ending the ending was really cool um, I don't want to spoil it because it was I, I it blew me away the ending was what made it for me um, but it's basically kind of like children of men with natives you know I don't know if you've seen children of men it's an awesome flick um, it's basically the same vein you know dystopian future you know, c- cities are in ruins, you know, people are struggling to survive, and they're in this ultra fascist military government that's, you know, keeping everybody down. And she's this resistance fighter who joins this, you know, freedom fighter group to get, take back the kids. So it was pretty inspiring. I, I dug it a lot. Um, and yeah, uh, pretty cool. So give it a thumbs up. Like I say, it's like, we're in a time where like it's a native renaissance as far as like indigenous filmmaking and tv shows and all that stuff going on blood quantum this movie got reservation dogs we had you know rutherford falls you know
1: molly of denali a lot of cool
2: shit yeah echo we're we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about we're
1: gonna talk about it (laughs) all right so so, where did you watch the movie? Because I was gonna ask you, but I was gonna I'm asking you now. So.
2: I, it's on demand. i I heard about this flick, you know, because i got I got my ear to the ground all the time as far as you know, native films go. Um, I heard about this movie last year, and i I you know, I've been waiting for it, and they finally released it on demand this weekend. Of course, they're not gonna, you know, native films don't get a wide release like most movies. <laughs> you know, you really gotta search out native films. And so I waited for this, and it finally released on um, VOD, and I, I checked it out, you know.
1: Cool. So you'd already knew it was coming. You just waited yeah. for it. Okay. Nice. So,
2: yeah. So Night Raiders, written, directed, produced by a native uh, indigenous filmmaker, um, starring natives, sci-fi, science fiction, and natives, and it blends the two together. You blend that It has plenty of native culture, language. You know, you hear them speaking their language. You hear them talking about their old stories. But it blends into the sci-fi genre very well. And like I said, the ending right out of the Matrix. I was like, holy shit, that's dope. You know?
1: <laughs> okay. So don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it because I, I feel like it is going to be, you know, it, it may get picked up by somebody, you know. Because all you got yeah, well, to do is get picked by Netflix or go on Amazon Prime like that. Boom. There you are.
2: Yeah. And I guess it it went it went to the Toronto Film Festival, and that's where it got picked up by Samuel Golden May or whatever that that American distribution film distribution. So it is getting a wide sort of release on VOD and stuff. But uh, you know, but I don't think it, I don't think it's getting it. I'm I'll check it out. It might it might go it might go to theaters. I I don't know. I'll see it, it, if it goes to theaters. But um, but it is on VOD if you want to check it out i wa- i rented it on voodoo so
1: cool all right so uh let's move on past it like i said we're going to talk about the big thing that happened i guess this week the it, is thing the it is in the theaters okay. it is in the theaters
2: <laughs> uh, it is in the theaters
1: uh turns out red notes in the theaters also i didn't know that oh like it is the yeah. right now but nobody saw it but yeah in the theater yeah. that's what i'm saying nobody's gonna see that shit in the theaters i don't care who you got in it
2: yeah it's playing at one theater in my town <laughs>
1: cool
2: <laughs> but it is it's getting a theater release, so that's pretty cool
1: so nice like okay all right so like i said we're gonna talk about the disney recaps like that we're not gonna do a, a hour and a half breakdown of the honestly i didn't even see the shit i'm just looking i just saw like the recap of whatever marvel has on their website right now so kind of went from there uh i will throw up this quick graphic real quick and just to give you a clear view of it i'm gonna do something i normally don't do and remove the banner let's see all right so eli i think you kind of already spoiled it but i was going to ask you which one are you looking forward to the most
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that spider-man I, is that is that an animation or is that a show
1: animation because you know they're okay. still not allowed to use live action spider-man oh well
2: then, well so then, then yeah there. then it is echo.
1: <laughs> okay so if it, if it was live action it would have been spider-man
2: yeah, if it was a live-action Spider-Man show, I'd be all over that.
1: Wow, okay. I wasn't expecting that, okay. Wouldn't you be? I, <laughs> I would, I would. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say maybe my friend, let me look at this list, look at this list, if it was live-action Spider-Man. Yes, if it was live-action Spider-Man, it'd be my favorite one, but since I already knew it wasn't, it wasn't. So, yeah. Uh, what else am I looking forward to? We got What If Season 2, that's cool. Uh, how do you make a Groot show? How? How?
2: Is that animation, or is that?
1: See, doesn't matter. doesn't matter it's it's grouped. but my thing is what is he going to do i mean what is he going to say all he says <laughs> is i am grouped. <laughs> so that's the whole show that's just it you know <laughs> just uh what we got uh iron what i was about to say iron, iron heart iron heart iron heart yeah anyway put the graphic back up matter of fact get us back in there so what else we got um
2: basically everything but what we really
1: want <laughs> i mean all people what no 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 actually actually what people want is the x-men and they gave you the x-men yes
2: I, I was gonna say fantastic four but
1: <laughs> nobody wants the fantastic four <laughs> i do i
2: want I want.
1: not really nobody really wants the fantastic but we want galactus we want not not nobody wants Reed yeah, we Richards. want
2: doom we want yeah we're...
1: yeah but i, I want to X- see the
2: thing i want to see the thing
1: yeah but before we get to the x-men like i said now live action wise i think the thing i'm excited not excited for but got my attention the most is moon knight moon knight looks good i don't know if you saw the trailer for that one it i did it looks it looks netflix-ish now that's high praise that's about the closest <laughs> like plus like iron fist
2: to- netflix no <laughs>
1: Come on, man. A little bit <laughs> higher than I am. Like I'm, punisher
2: like, Netflix. I'm yeah,
1: I'm just saying, okay. I'm not saying, oh, this looks like Daredevil. We I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it, it gave me a feel, a vibe of Daredevil. That's all from Netflix. That's all I'm saying. Nothing gonna be it's gonna replace Daredevil, be the new Daredevil. I'm just saying it gave me the advice. Like, okay, Disney Plus is Titans. trying to get out there. Titans. Okay, I'll give you Titans. I don't watch that shit, but let me see. Uh top of the morning. And to my rumors, I told you about Echo and we talked about Echo and Ethica last year. <laughs> or oh, whenever that came out. But pre- appreciate the tip, uh, Gabe. We we love your rumor sites. Because uh, they're 60% of the time, right? Half of the time. So, yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, back to what we we're talking about. Okay. So, like I said, we got Moon Knight, Netflix-ish, you know. Uh, and She-Hulk. Like I said, Shulky. i
2: watch now, it people
1: sure. Yeah, people are freaking out over like, where well, do you always change the characters and making them love blah, blah. She Hulk has been around for like thirty years now, forty years now. Calm the fuck down. She's not a new thing. But this is the thing that got my attention when she broke the fourth wall in there. Yeah. That, you know, when she looked at the camera and said, uh, "Don't make me angry. You don't like me when I'm angry," which is an exact reference because, like I said, Eli, we're old heads now to the old NBC show when Bill Bixby did it. Don't make me angry. You like me angry. And also, Eli, do you remember who he's talking to?
2: Who Bill Bixby's talking to?
1: Yeah, the guy in the in the. No,
2: I do not know okay. who that is.
1: Okay, so that is Jack McGee. Jack McGee was the reporter that was always chasing the math in the shows like that. Oh, okay. And they remixed her or revamped her or whatever like that, you know, in the new Immortal Hulk. Copy.
2: Immortal so, Hulk, yeah,
1: yeah, but that Jacqueline wasn't
2: McGee. I think her name
1: is Jacqueline McGee. But Jackie McGee was in the Incredible Hulk movie
2: with bill Bixby?
1: no not not with bill Bixby. They had, not the trial of the incredible hulk not like that the one with uh what's his name ed norton? ed norton ed norton okay but it was a brief cameo so she was like a live streamer and she was like i'm jacqueline mcgee i'm watching the hulk destroy the college Boom. Oh, it was like okay. they never showed her she just said a name she was basically the footage they got from her for her so what okay. are we talking about oh yeah moon night oh moon <laughs> yeah. Knight. Moon Knight okay so most people don't know who Moon Knight is Moon Knight is crazy Batman or Batman but most people don't know is that he was he came from a a werewolf by night comic that was his his origin so he was a werewolf by night villain that's how he started and then they just decided to spin him off and are like he's too cool we could to give him we need more Batman so they decided to give him a guy so whatever that's where Moon Knight came from did we run through everybody uh I guess we just briefly talk about X-Men uh Eli here's the thing I know I'm I'm the target demographic for this because, like I said, when X Men was doing their thing on the Fox show and stuff like that, I wasn't the most excited X Men person for it. I'm I, I, it was cool, I liked it, but I didn't just go crazy for it. Uh, on change of making mad at as Miss Marvel. Well, here's the th- Gabe. I know you got this from rumor site. I'm not gonna report them because they haven't showed her powers yet. But I know what you're talking about. Uh, the changeable origins. Don't fight me on it. Guess yeah, she's uh, cashable. Won't care casuals won't care and because they have to do this on purpose because her original power was tied to the inhumans and Marvel's doing everything in their power to make sure nobody remembers the inhumans so what
2: is her power she's just like captain marvel
1: no she's like reed richards which is another reason why to change her powers oh you mean like what are her powers is in she this? gonna
2: do like in big in and all that shit like
1: no she's okay not. or if she well, does kind of it's then. well i mean because you know she was in a human that's got a power so they got to make sure people don't remember the inhumans you know so I think she's like a Green Lantern or some shit now, kind of.
2: What's I saw in the trail that she's wearing the Captain Marvel, Captain like Marvel
1: stuff. Again. Yeah, because she's a Captain Marvel fan girl. That's you know that's on brand. That's what her thing is, you know. Um, but yeah, they haven't actually revealed her powers yet. But but what the leaks that we saw, she's kind of like a Green Lantern. Where if she does in big and it's not like her arm stretches. Like she'll do an energy fist or some shit, you know, something like that. So. Okay. That's how they're gonna do it. I, I so yeah. So uh,
2: she's not yeah, I guess that would look like Reed Richards, yeah. If she did in big yeah, big which big.
1: another reason why it because the whole reason why they did that because they were phasing out the Fantastic Four. So let's get a Fantastic Four-ish type character since nobody else using their powers. So you know, so that's why they're changing yeah. up. And don't worry, she'll be changing the comics also. <laughs> it's coming, don't worry about it. Because yeah. Kevin Feige, if he loves one thing, he loves synergy. So uh What are we talking about? So, we ran through X-Men. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about X-Men. Okay, so, like I said, they're, they're bringing back the X-Men, but th- what they're doing is that they're co- bringing new episodes of the old series. So, this is like season six, whatever they're coming up with like that. Now, my thing is that I wasn't the biggest X-Men fan. I know everybody in my age group grew, grew up on X-Men, stuff like that. But when the cartoon first came out, I was underwhelmed. I know that's blasphemous to say. I was underwhelmed. The reason I was underwhelmed, because I had already read him in the comics. I already knew who they were. And the stuff they were doing in the comics, they even like shifted around some stuff, changed the storyline, and they watered down Wolverine. Wolverine was a bitch in that cartoon series. I don't care. He always <laughs> got his ass whooped. You know, honestly. But when I read the comics, I'm like, okay, he's a cigar smoking, you know, ninja killing, you know, unstoppable machine. None of that stuff was in the cartoon, and and you couldn't do it. like that Wolverine Sabretooth fight. That shit was lame as hell. And like, am I everybody in my class? was just going crazy. Oh, this is the most awesome shit ever! I'm like, that really kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I seen I seen Mutant Massacre in the comics when Sabretooth was just a beast. You know, I seen that shit, not this stuff. But I was still excited. But this thing, Eli, that was like the first time I was popular for liking nerd shit because all my friends were reading uh, uh were watching the cartoon and didn't know who any of these characters were but they knew i read the comics so they used to ask me so who is this guy what's going to happen next in the next episode what happened here and i break the show down for him okay so that's this guy that's right the blob <laughs> right that is the blob that is cable that is apocalypse this guy's this brush son this guy is that guy's brother that's his girlfriend that's the wife that guy will be in two episodes from now and they're like oh, And, like, then your mouth just opens up, like, tell me more, tell me more, you know. And everything I said happened on the show, which is another reason why I wasn't excited, because why would I get excited for a show where I know everything that's going to happen? So I'm just like, it's it's okay. It was cool because I got to tell everybody what's going to happen, but, you know. But at the same time, I'm getting pissed off because Bishop wasn't in Days of Future Past. That is not, uh, you know, canon or continually correct, you know. I'm getting pissed off the shit. Nobody else cares. But whatever uh what do we got here right we've always been okay with the show now now don't get me wrong it's a well-made show you know especially because it it holds up I I didn't
2: see much of it either I mean at the time I was in college when it dropped so I was a little older so I didn't get to see it and it was on when did it come
1: on Saturday morning 10 o'clock
2: Yes, that's why I never that's, watched it. <laughs> that's why right.
1: most people don't even remember. Said it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. But yeah, and that,
2: that's that's yeah, why I. I mean, you know, Batman was on every day, and I was watching Batman and. Well,
1: Batman came on at four thirty in think, the afternoon after school, because I, I, I know it. because yeah because I at the school come home watch it Batman animated series yeah. boom it was there you know
2: I would watch it and then go get dinner at the cafeteria yeah. the dorm I lived in the dorms.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it was 10 o'clock. It was X Men, 10 30. by the Bell. Boom. I used to love oh, waking up.
2: I was another reason why I didn't watch Save by the Bell.
1: <laughs> what? No, they was on different channels, but I used to flip the channel and go, you know, we only had three channels back then. Four. Yeah. Four, because X Men was the fourth channel. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I but wasn't I,
2: in college. I wasn't waking up in the morning to watch on Saturday <laughs> to watch <the> X Men. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I imagine so, but yeah, that, I woke up and watched X Men to see what. Was but my
2: brother, my little brother, Fat T and Izzy, yeah, I mean all, we're you know, about the same. We're, we're about they, the same age. They so, all know, loved yeah. that shit. He was all about the X Men. Yeah, that's when he got. That's when he, he started getting into comics and the Jim Lee run and, you know, the toys. Like he had all. He was all into that shit. You
1: know? Yeah, it was just a perfect storm of X Men. Yeah. Like X Men was everywhere right at the time. Yeah. So yeah,
2: he had a ton of the ton of figures, reading the comics. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So that being said, also some stuff happened on Disney Plus that they announced new movies. For instance, Jungle Cruise is on Disney Plus right now. You can watch it for free. Well, you got to pay for Disney Plus. I watched. And,
2: I watched Shang Chi again.
1: And Shang Chi. Shang Chi is on it also now. Did you watch it in widescreen or IMAX?
2: I get it. Said something about now in IMAX something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm so that I, they I, uh, that's that's another thing they announced on Disney Plus that they it's like about thirteen movies. That are on there that have been changed to IMAX, and okay. they got they got both versions on there.
2: All right, so yeah. I just is, watched whatever. Yeah. I just hit play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna assume. Well, I'm gonna assume. Let's say let's say you watch the IMAX version. Now, like I said, they got both versions on there. But what IMAX does, like you know how you got the widescreen. Okay, yeah. so with the IMAX version, if you click that one, it doesn't stretch out the screen. It gives you more That's, screen. Okay. Yeah. yeah so i was like huh.
2: the imax is not like wide it's like like more tall
1: right that's more tall mean. so you get more screen overall so stuff that was cut off where you get more screen on it so that's the awesome thing about that yeah i watched shang chi also Um, uh, still love it i mean i know i know every i know it's cool to shit on the mcu right now you know with black widow and Eternals. you know oh these movies just suck nowadays look say what you want to black widow i don't care fuck that movie eternals eternals gonna do whatever it's gonna do Please, Shang Chi out of it, man. Please, Shang Chi out of it. I like Shang-Chi's that movie.
2: It's fun. It's fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. The rest of I enjoyed,
2: of them, it. I enjoyed do, watching it a second time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the movies, do what you will with them. You know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but speaking of Shang Chi, I like your segue, Eli. I see what you oh, did yeah? there. Yeah, because we're segueing. to Shang Chi. We're gonna talk about segue because Shang Chi this weekend there was a tweet that went viral. Uh, because everybody knows from Shang Chi that the most popular thing was the was the bus scene. <laughs> so the bus scene that was actually a bus driver a san francisco bus driver that broke the scene down and kind of cinema sensed it so he said <laughs> he basically he went through and named all the stuff that was wrong with just that one scene and we're gonna go through it and i'm gonna actually say, i'm gonna break down what he did on there Now first thing he said he was talking about the bus. he said first thing that that bus is way too clean <laughs> you know <no> seems <laughs> like they clean so that's one thing and then you know the guy came up there gave shang a hard time the first thing Shang-Chi jumped up punched him in the stomach of a- so this is another sin the first thing that bus driver should have did is stop the bus when people start fighting on the bus you do not keep driving but whatever uh
2: uh yeah said- I would I've been on buses and yeah that's <laughs>
1: Right. But he said this would happen. (laughs) A dude will pull out his photo and film the bus while it's going on. So he's supposed to stop the bus and kick him off the bus. Uh, Then when Razor Fist started chopping up the bus and he cut the uh, the fuel line, uh, you know, the brakes didn't work. Okay, so the bus is out of control, stuff like that. You still have the emergency brake. The emergency brake still work. They don't make buses where they just work on regular brakes. They don't make cars like that. So he should have still been able to stop the bus. Also, the bus driver. He has no earphones while he's driving the bus. <laughs> it's like he's running a podcast. You are not running a podcast. You are driving a bus. <laughs> and then he turns around and looks at the fighting. You're supposed to not turn around. You're supposed to look in the rearview mirror. But he actually turns around, takes his eyes off the road. Then when something happens and he runs into like a Porsche or something like that, he bumps his head on a thing and then knocks himself out.
2: He gets knocked he, out, yeah.
1: He wasn't wearing his seatbelt. He's the bus driver. <laughs> Who trained this guy? So <laughs> anyway, uh COVID,
2: man. They're, they're hurting for fucking help.
1: <laughs> anyway. That's that's the thing. So when I read the tweet, I was like, yeah, all oh, that makes sense. But for all that to happen, for to, like beat all these assassins on the bus while the bus driver's still going, he basically has to be the worst driver in the world. So basically what we know is that he lost his job after that. The guy got fired. So anyway, you know, also knows he's
2: like what. It, like the, the route is different or something he was talking about he
1: also pointed yeah the route is yeah. different he wasn't supposed to do this that's not where you go because according to his, you know he, he broke it he broke it down i was like yeah, it doesn't make sense but i say that to say this it's a movie now i understand <laughs> this guy i understand this guy he's gonna break it down because he's having fun but a lot of time people will watch those youtube shows like cinema scene stuff like that and i know we're not supposed to plug other youtube channels like that but they'll take it like it's the gospel It's a comedy show. They're doing it just to make fun of it. You don't take it and actually use it as a review. Well, since I watched that, and they pointed out this nitpicky shit, that made the movie sucks. No, it's just nitpicky. Every movie has this shit. It's a movie. So that's all I got. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he wants what? more better representation for bus drivers,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> now, now he's woke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, anyway, what do we got next? What do we got next? Bitch, gay section, bitch gay section. that I delete the thing I had? I think I deleted the thing I had. Oh man, oh well, either one. what? what we got? Hold on, kill him, kill him a realism. Yeah. Not you too, gay. Don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it, gay. apply logic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah, any any superhero movie, especially you put logic behind it. Yes, it's it's dumb. But like I said, it's it's a movie. Anyway. Uh let's talk about Grand Theft Auto for a second. I don't think I want to talk about Grand Theft Auto just for a second because they released is that,
2: is that out again? Is that out yet?
1: It would uh Grand Theft Auto will never die. But I what mean they, done the, is-
2: the remasters or whatever the called?
1: remasters are out. Yeah, I think it's just digital. So they remastered uh one, not one, two, and three, three san andreas and vice city City, you know yeah Yeah, those games right there so but not only did they re-release the games the old versions of the games have been taken off the site so you can't buy the old version of the game you can only buy the remastered version of the games so but what they're saying is that the the new versions suck they said they're crashing they're glitching graphics look ugly you know even uglier than the version that they had before you know so but hey you played on the switch so that's a good thing um, and that's my thing about this: everybody's complaining about Grand Theft Auto, and they say that the the gameplay doesn't work as supposed to, and that's supposed to. That gameplay was from two thousand one. Newsflash: the gameplay sucked. It always sucked in those Grand Theft Auto games. you just liked it because it was new, because we were killing people. But the gameplay always sucked. So the other thing that I was going to talk about, I didn't make a thing of it, so I'm just going to skip to the next one. But that is okay. So. Like I said, it's Comic Book Bullies, where we talk about the comic books, and we're going to jump into it. And Eli, you actually have more show. I mean, you actually have more books than I have. So I'm going I'm to let you go first.
2: Um. Okay. Uh, should I start with... Uh,
1: Venom? Oh, yeah. That was a new Venom book. I didn't read this book. I was going to, but I didn't. So
2: Yeah. Um.
1: So I'm, I'm, to... I'm waiting for you to sell me on it.
2: Uh, well, I don't know if I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All to a good start already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Venom number one by Al Ewing. We're switching writers, yes. So Al Ewing is now doing Venom. Donnie Cates is doing the Hulk.
1: <laughs> so, oh, so they're, okay. they're crisscrossing. Switch. Okay, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll so, see how um, it
2: goes. So Venom. This basically picks up after Donnie Cates' run, where Dylan, we found out that. Uh, Eddie Brock had a son named Dylan who's got all the gnarly powers that he does. And um, so he gave Ven- the Venom symbiote to Dylan. And now Eddie Brock is the the king of the symbiotes now. After defeating Null, all the symbiotes answer to Eddie Brock.
1: Eddie Brock, okay.
2: So this first issue is just them um, uh, kind of... You know the father son dynamic. He has to go up into space and police space, and then Dylan struggling on Earth, you know, adjusting to life, you know, a regular life because of all the shit he's been through, and it's all right. Um, I think the strongest parts are the, you know, Dylan struggling, you know, but basically this switches up maybe because Dottie can't. Excuse me. Donnie Cates had like a a monster movie horror feel, and now this feels like a, almost like a Green Lantern. It's like Eddie Brock is like a Green Lantern with the symbiotes.
1: They're going but out. My on thing stage. is Al Ewan <laughs> also had a monster feel with Hulk.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that was more cerebral. You know what I mean? It was yeah. more body horror. This feels like more like it feels like the the Flash Thompson Venom shit. The space night. Oh, shit.
1: space! Admiral yeah. Thompson, Major Thompson, Major Flat, yeah. Major Venom, Agent yeah, rem- Venom. That's what. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it reminded me of like a Green Lantern shit, like Green Lanterns only with symbiotes, and then. Um,
1: so did the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy show up with some shit? Kind of,
2: uh, kind of like that, but on Earth, somebody's after Dylan on Earth, and that's 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 where I was sort of responded to the whole the Dylan shit. I didn't really give a shit about Eddie in space, you know, fighting all the, you know all the, you know, the scrolls and all that shit. And I was like, this is just, you know, this is just Green Lantern, Guardians of the Galaxy type shit.
1: It's weird because normally when a writer ends a book, they usually put the toys back in the toy box. You know, always maintain status quo. (laughs) But Donnie Case just like blew up Venom, turned into a god, killed, you know, Null and uh, killed the Celestial, killed the Celestial. And then, uh, here, you take the book. So now yeah. Al Hewan basically has to figure this shit out first but he can make his own book. Meanwhile, yeah. with Hulk, he reset Hulk. So Danny Case could just take Hulk and just do whatever the fuck he want to.
2: I remember uh hearing like Gomer and the guys on um have they explained why Dylan's Venom has that chain. I thought didn't he grab that chain in the fight? I thought that's what happened.
1: What what fight? In in this book or in another in, book? in
2: one of the last Venom books. Um and it was like an ode to Spawn. It was like, was you know, it? because cause Venom was uh, Venom was created by McFarlane, and it was like an ode to Spawn, Venom having a chain, like Spawn had chains.
1: Sure, so I'll maybe, go with it. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I don't remember. But but basically, Ven- Dylan doesn't use Venom until the very end of the book, because because his dad told him, don't use Venom, don't bond with Venom, you know? Until the very end of the book, he finally puts on, you know, these army guys are coming and he puts on the symbiote
1: and let's Okay, go. okay. Hold on. So it, is this book about Eddie or is it about Dylan?
2: It's like split up. It's got Dylan's on earth, struggling, doing like Peter Parker, you know, high school shit. And then Eddie's in space doing... Space cop shit.
1: <laughs> cool. Okay. It
2: was a long book. It was like 40 something pages. Shit.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. That's why I was like, I'll wait for Eli to tell me about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might give it one more. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm like, it's just a different feel. You it's know what I mean?
1: Al Ewan. You got to give Al Ewan the benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, like, like I saying on This Geeks and Comics, they were talking about it would be cool if they switched, like made Venom more cerebral and, you know, right. go into the mental state, how Al Ewing did with the Hulk, and right. then Donny Cates take the the wham-bam monster movie creature feature fight shit to the Hulk. Or,
1: or maybe Al Ewing is sick of doing a cerebral shit. Maybe he wants to cut loose. He yeah. want to do some blockbusters, some blockbusters. like I did Hulk and, you know, talked about my, basically had a therapy session for 50 issues, Now I just want to just blow up shit, you know. Maybe that's what yeah. he wants to do. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean... I guess I, I I just like yeah I, I just felt a little too Green Lantern ish I guess. For
1: me. Yeah, I never <laughs> liked that with with Venom, but oh well, yeah, yeah, I I, that's
2: well. the thing. It's Venom. You you I I I'm an old schooler Venom fan. I, I like him as a villain. I'm not into him being all heroed up and being a cop. <laughs> all the Venoms, <laughs> all the symbiotes being cops now.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: In brightest day, now that I night, think about you know? <laughs> now
2: that I'm thinking about it. Now, I'm I'm seeing the woke shit now because Venom or Eddie's in space and he's trying to, like, make peace with all the planets that Null destroyed. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, like, he's like, I got to earn these people's trust back. <laughs> yeah. that we're not the bad guys here so i get what you're doing al you're Oh right. man, cops uh, yeah cops need to win pay- back the people's trust and-
1: symbiote Us- lives matter yeah, yeah. <laughs> back back the symbiotes yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah defund the symbiotes defund- oh
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: man. yeah I'll, it's, I'll give it a three out of five I, I i was just a little you know i mean it's hard to top it's hard to top what Donnie Cates did.
1: Oh, that, okay, that's what I'm gonna you ask. Know. Okay, so like I said, Immortal Hulk, Venom. Which is the better book? Al, you was wrong to oh, Donny fuck. Cates, bro, which, which, come on, come on, I'm gonna you gonna tell lean me. Towards,
2: yeah. I'm gonna lean towards Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk was just classic, whereas Venom kinda like had the Ven- Venom Island and all that shit. I mean, it had its ups and downs.
1: Okay, um, I, I get it, but it had know. some ups. Yeah, that I Carney mean, the, shit, you know, the No shit, yeah. War,
2: all that no, no shit, was you know, yeah. that was pretty dope. But uh, I mean, just consistently, Immortal Hulk was just like, you know, I don't think there was very rarely. A, I don't know if there was a bad issue of Immortal Hulk. It might have been. Okay. plus, it was
1: one continuous story. The way yeah. of Venom felt like it like veered off, and let me go tell the story real quick, and come back, and let me go tell the story, and come back. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but you you read more of it than i did i understand yeah. what i what from what i did read that's that's the uh notion that i got so but yeah, people are always I, saying I, yeah yeah
2: like i'm saying it's hard to top that donny kate's venom run but then we're yeah. talking about Donnie kate's taking over al ewing's hulk run and that's hard to top but then right. the only thing you can really do with <laughs> hulk is bring him back to being a blockbuster smashed him up monster shit and i right. think donny kate's that's easy for
1: Donnie Cates. That's not a, think, right. That's exactly yeah. what he's going to do. Especially yeah, as he got know. the artist from Invincible doing it. So, I mean, it would be wrong for Donnie Cates not to do that shit. Just yeah. have that guy just go nuts, just just Hulk just smash. Yeah, shit, don't dude.
2: try don't try to replicate what Al Ewing did. Just bring Hulk back to what Hulk has always been—that blockbuster, summer blockbuster well, well, smash. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk alternates. Yeah. Hulk
1: alternate. He's either yeah. going to be like cerebral, you know, talk about his feelings, big therapy session. Or he's going to be a big disaster movie blockbuster it's like every other run is that and now it's just time to be smashy smash yeah just bring
2: back the kaiju shit godzilla
1: you
2: know smashing shit up shit
1: you know yeah so so um, and that's the thing like people keep saying that marvel can't make any good books and all marvel's books suck we just gave you two damn the classics honestly (laughs) moto hulk definitely a classic and i'm gonna say that venom book is a classic too maybe not White, incredible hope. I mean, animal hope because it. it had what
2: his he dips. did with Venom, he reinvented Venom for a, a new age. I think you know, Um, especially now with the with the movies coming out. And I haven't seen the new one, but still, I think. I mean, he with Donnie Cates with the Venom character and sort of reinventing him, reinventing the whole Marvel universe through Venom <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and making it work. It's, it's pretty cool he, what he did,
1: Gabe. I want to see how that works because. This Thor killed Galactus <laughs> and now has his head hanging on the bifalce bridge. So I want to see how Hulk even can do anything with that. And
2: this Hulk killed the
0: devil.
1: <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that thing will just blow just blow up everything. They're gonna they gonna they gonna fight all the way outside this universe, end up in DC, still beating the shit out of each other, end up in image, beating the shit, Dark Archie beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> oh man. Uh okay oh it's my turn okay let's go yeah. <laughs> uh what are we talking about okay so i decided to read one of those free books that are out there right now eli what is that we have demons i did
2: i i didn't read it i was about to but i was like oh I'll i was it. like it's free
1: it's free, it's free.
2: Read this. i downloaded it i just didn't read it yet <laughs> i read so much so, shit this week but I, w- I was gonna read this too
1: yeah so I was like it's got that going for us so i'll go there so let me see what we got here yeah so just break down the story what we got here gonna see share share, sharing share like. okay so basically like i said if people haven't keeping up with we have demons uh the book is basically a comicsology exclusive and it's written by Donnie cates and drawn by greg capullo Scott now Snyder. we talk about yeah who, who would i say you said Donnie cates Oh, shit. I'm upset <laughs> about Donny K. So, like, damn, now, now I'm not as excited about it. now I want to read some <laughs> Donny K shit, you know. But Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is still awesome. You want to talk? We just talked about classic runs. Scott oh, yeah. Snyder and Greg Capullo on that Batman run. I, that's one of the, I put that on one of the top five greatest comic runs ever. All time. Don't care. Put up against Stan you know. Lee and Jack Kirby. I don't care, you know. Anyway. Now, this is their shit right now. This is their shit. They own it. So let's see what we got going on with it now. This whole thing is about base bunch of demon hunters. So uh, the first book was about how this girl named Lamb becomes this demon slayer. She's tra- and at the end of the book, she meets this demon named Gus. So now this book, this issue is about Gus. And the book starts off with Gus uh, basically freaking the fuck out about to kill everybody and basically saying that in one minute I'm about to kill Lamb. So what's going on? Let's find out. So we get Gus's back. long,
2: giant fuck. Yeah, you that's, that
1: in the big two. <laughs> you can't see that in big two. So this is Scott Stan Greg Pluto with the leash off. You know <laughs> they can do whatever they want to now. Um, and we start off with an armadillo, and she's just like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Because her nickname is Arma- Armadillo or Dilla or something like that. And they're basically saying, "You got to fight that armadillo." She's like, "I'm not gonna fucking fight an armadillo." You got to. This where they're basically training her. You know to become this this god demon slayer whatever like that you know so and her weapon doesn't work because they're saying the reason her weapon doesn't work because she's not a believer she has to believe in something she's like what like gravity you know hygiene you know what and then the armadillo turns into a demon <laughs> you know and yeah. then and then she attacks and stuff like that like i said Greg pulo he's just going yeah. nuts yeah, uh Capullo's, you know yeah that's dope yeah so she ran out the way the arm the demon armadillo is about to kill her and stuff she stabs the armadillo, but since her her faith isn't strong enough, the weapon doesn't work. You know, they say like, you got to believe in something. Concentrate. What do you believe in? Uh, She's like love, family, and all that bullshit. Nah, it ain't working. Like believe. Well, okay, taxing the rich. Beyonce, coffee. <laughs> it's it ain't working. You know. So then, right before the demon get the ar- demon armadillo kills her. Then they decide to kill the armadillo, and and it's dead. You know, uh, her stepmom. Long story. Not gonna explain it. You know it, but maybe people listening yeah. don't know who it is, but yeah, uh right, so anyway, they go back because her training mission sucked, uh, and we get to uh basically what who is Gus, Gus, the demon Gus, so apparently he's a hundred thousand years old, you know, uh, he was raising a family, they knew about demons, he went off to go fight these demons, and the next thing he knows, he wakes up a hundred thousand years later by the demon slayers that we meet now this happened and they meet him 30 years ago and he was rescued by lamb's uh father cash and they they put him in a cage they don't do anything whether they like should we kill him should we not kill him cash <laughs> wants to keep him, keep him alive and basically cash uses his uh his axe and he takes a piece of an axe and he build he builds a halo you know as long as gus wears that halo he doesn't he's he he thinks like a human like he used to he's a good so man. he's no he's a good guy yeah so he doesn't think like demon thoughts and shit like that so and for the next 30 years they just go demon slaying and shit you know um you know and then you know it, and he's he's seeing Cass, even though he's never met lamb before he knows Lamb because he basically watched you know his family you know grew up and stuff like that so lamb they're on the plane with the other people and they you know gus introduce them to it doesn't really matter who these people are we'll probably find them out later on if i keep with this book but anyway why they, they're going to get because they're going to get a they think another halo meteor landed and if it did they can go make more weapons and they, they, it's in the same place where they buried cash because cash died in the last issue so that's where they're going they're going in a plane uh, to go get the halo weapons they go get the meteor and then while it's going uh they actually get intercepted by another plane a plane is in front of them and the pilot's like oh shit and it's a creepy looking family smile at them so you already know what that is there's yeah. a bunch of demons yeah <laughs> so they crash in the plane you know they start fucking up shit you know tearing up stuff and you know basically like okay all hands on deck demons are coming into the plane we got to tear them up so they start chopping up people oh uh, the stepmom goes to death. pilots on the ground you know chopped in half you know so she's got to fly the plane and the demon gets ready to come for her next thing we know demons got a sword in his chest while she's flying the plane you know they're chopping up people. Um, uh, you know, and her power is still on working because she's still not a believer. You know, she's about to get thrown out the bus. And that demon really looks like one of those Tommy Farley is gonna sue these guys. I see this shit now, you know. It looks like uh, the violator. <laughs> yeah, like the violator, like just like the violator. But anyway, uh Gus saves Lamb right before she's about to get thrown out the window. But one of the demons knocks off his halo. So now that his halo is gone let's fucking go you know all he's all demon and shit and he's about to you know kill everything he sees you know and yeah that's that's thing that they just like and he's you know all he kills all the demons the demons thought maybe he's gonna join them now he kills them you know and he's about to kill everybody on the plane like everybody he's cursing them out i hate you all fuck everybody uh you're not my fucking family you know and she sees the halo on the ground and they're about to pull the sword. They're like, Gus, calm down. Otherwise, we're going to have to take it to the next level. And you're like, uh, meanwhile, the plane is crashing. They fucked the plane up so much. He like, I'll glort your XPs to explode, you know. And she puts right before they crash, she puts the halo back on his, his head, you know. Cool. All right. So basically, you know, she's just like, are you OK? Are you good? She's like, yeah, I apologize for everything I did. And she's like, yeah, I looked up what glort means. Like, how do you do that? Well, our hips are bigger, but never mind that, you know, so they go on there. And basically what, what's going on is that stepmom believes that they have a mole in the group. They have a traitor. Not Gus, one of the other guys. Somebody told them where they were going to be. So she gets some demon blood. She just like, demon blood will react to anybody that has demon blood in them. So I'm going to test everybody to make sure that you're, you know, don't have demon blood on. So you put next to him. Good, good, good it starts shaking on him they're like "Uh oh you know the fat one but she and then lamb is like "Uh uh-uh it's not him it's something behind him in the next room that's reacting to so they go in there they see a coffin in there so they open up the coffin and it's and it it's uh lamb's dad it's cash he's been buried he's yeah he's the demon so he wakes up and Lamb and Gus sees, you know, Cash up there, and, and he's a full fucking demon customer and stuff like that. i have come to fucking kill you all, you know, and, you know, Lamb's crying. So is
2: he, like, possessed, or was he always a demon?
1: No, I think they turned him into a demon. Okay. I think he was good at first, and then they they turned him into a demon, but I think they decided to say he was dead instead of letting everybody know what happened to him, you know? Okay. So, to be continued and I feel like it's it's getting rolling now. We're starting to get some traction with. Yeah, the story that
2: seemed now. pretty cool. Because at first I was like, it's, it seems like they're going into a superhero, yeah, team oh, thing.
0: And
1: yeah. I, I skipped over, but they explained why they wear tights. Also, bullshit excuse saying it's to conduct a more whatever. I can't remember the excuse, but Heavenly they they made excuse. Some yeah, <laughs> something like that. But they got an excuse. Some excuse why they wear why they wear tights. But yeah. All right. So give it a score. Oh, oh, yeah, four to five. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm starting. I'm starting to dig this book. Yeah, yeah especially right. for free. You know,
2: yeah, if it's free,
1: I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I right, I guess I'll do Aliens number eight.
1: Cool. Okay.
2: Now I almost gave up. I was almost about to give up on the this. You know, Marvel recently took over Aliens. You know, from Dark Horse. Yeah.
1: Made um, and, alien pr- queen of Disney princess. Yeah. Know. She's going to be in <laughs> yeah. Disney parks sooner or later, you know.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I and you. I was I like, how is
2: gonna, Marvel going to tackle the aliens property? Uh, are they going to be gory? Are they going to push the gore? And I was like, a little skeptical because they've been kind of, sort of, kind of, and then until this panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Marvel, okay. <laughs>
1: like okay disney (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) um so after this issue i think i'm i think i'm back on track so so this is the new storyline new story arc basically it deals with this uh planet of religious colonists they're they're um kind of living off grid in the galaxy and then a ship crash lands right in their planet right in their like garden Wow. Now I'm starting I'm starting to see the more religious uh themes going on. A lot of religious commentary in this. So yeah, so the ship crash lands in their village, in their garden, and of course it's got aliens on board. Um the leader of the colonists, her name is I think Jane. She's like the pastor or whatever. Um she's the only one who witnessed it, but people don't believe her, you know, who did she don't believe she that they don't believe that there's an alien on that she saw an alien and shit, but uh so that's kind of where we're at with in this story. There, she's like you. You know, she thinks she saw something. It was, but of course, it was at night. Maybe her eyes are playing tricks on her. Blah blah blah. People don't believe her, and she's sort of losing the 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 the, the community's faith in her. You know, they're starting to question her as a, as a, as a leader, as a pastor, and this is a very religious society. Um, and uh, Am- I think Ambrose? Yeah. So like a lot of it is is her like. Um, advisor or whatever he's like a deacon in the church as they his name is ambrose and he's like telling her you know well maybe your eyes you know kind of like filling her head with doubt you know like that but basically you have to get control of the people again um meanwhile at night aliens are, get, are attacking people they're finding bodies and they're wondering what's happening um and then the aliens attack the, a group of people get attacked by aliens um, what's her face? Jane goes back to her 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 place, her her house, and she finds Ambrose, and he's in there, and then her bedroom has a bunch of alien eggs. And she's like, What the hell is going on? And he says, You need to calm down, blah blah blah, and she ends up hitting him. And it turns out Ambrose, where the fuck is it? Let me get that panel up. Ambrose. If you can see that. Oh,
1: let me, me blow you, you up. Let me see. Oh, is that the dude? Wait, no. He, Who is that?
2: He is. He, he's got scratches. They're not bleed. He's he's bleeding white blood. Which means he's an, he's a, he's syn- an android. He's a synthetic. Yeah. Okay. So it, probably <clears throat> Whale in <and> Utanity planted <laughs> this ship to crash land on this planet to impregnate these, this village. I think that's where they're going.
0: <laughs>
1: nice okay
2: so i I thought this was pretty cool i thought that was fun it does bring up um uh was it alien 3 the movie alien 3 kind of had the similar you know religious themes of you know you had that prison planet and they were all like jesus freaks and then of course you know ripley being the savior who sacrifices herself to save humanity you know by dying at the end that that whole you know Christ Savior theme going through there. This is kind of similar. You have this religious group and they're having a hard time believing in facts. You know, they they, they believe in all this religious, you know, mythology, but they're not believing that, oh, there's this threat, this underlying threat happening. You know, um, so I thought that was kind of- Climate interesting.
1: change and all that, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, kind of, you know, little comment on on our, on today's society. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, of course, you know, it, it, they're starting to push the gore, which I'm enjoying. Uh, you know, LaRocca's art is dope. And um, I'm liking this different feel, this different sort of uh, take, you know. Because hasn't it, it been
1: a while since they, they released the last book?
2: I think so. It's been, yeah. I, I can't remember the last, because I've been on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I've been reading all the issues.
1: Because I haven't heard so, you talk about it in a while. That's the thing. So
2: yeah, probably, and yeah. I, I it's been, yeah. And I, and the only thing that's saving it for me is the art, you know. The story's okay, but I love the art, you know. Um. But this storyline, I, I I got into. I, I'm you know especially this issue, so uh, it, the the plot thickens so to speak. So, um yeah, this is a four out of five.
1: Cool, cool. Okay. All right. So uh, next book I'm going to do is Static, Static number four. Okay. Yeah, said it before. So, like I said, another milestone book, another book I got for free. So I'm like, yeah, as long as y'all keep giving me free stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna review it. So, um, with this book going on, like I said, the last where it's left off, like uh, basically the government is rounding up bang babies, you know, people that got affected by the Big Bang. So they're going after the Static because they actually know well his arch enemy, Hot Streak, Hot Lips, Hot Wings, whatever dude's name is, you know. <laughs> He he lets him he let uh the government know that Virgil might have something to do with the stuff also. So they're at his house right now. So let's go to where we are. Like I said, the government is at his house. And it's like, can we come in? We want to talk to your son. Like, my son ain't here. And they were like, oh, where's your badge? And they flashed like a bullshit badge, like ATL. Like, unless you got unless you got a warrant, you ain't coming in here, you know. And while they're going on, all the kids in the neighborhood start pulling out cell phones and stuff. Cause like I said, that is the that is the, the time period we're in right now, the climate we're in. You see government officials, police and stuff like that, Arrest people. Yeah, they're going to put our cell phones and watch what's going on. You know, but what they're trying to tell them is that, no, we're not here to arrest your son. I have questions for him. We're just trying to give him help. We're trying to uh give him treatment for what's going through him. And Virgil's like, nah, this is bullshit. I hope they don't go for that, you know. So basically they say like, nah, y'all can get off our porch. If you ain't got a warrant, you can just leave. You know, and Hot Streak is with them. I think it's a name I can't remember the name but and he just wanted to just burn down the house you know but he was like nah we'll leave it's cool you know so while they're going on you know they have a and, and basically just like look if anything happened to everybody with cell phones but like, like anything happened to Virgil this is going to the news it's going to the press y'all ain't getting them you know so the family sits down and have a conversation with Virgil about what's going on they were like look we know those people came uh around here but it's some weird stuff going on like at my school Everybody that's been so that that was at that place, uh at the big bang uh rally is kidnapped, you know, and eventually gonna come for me next. I might go down and there's something may happen to me. And she's like, Why don't you go stay with your aunt? She was like, No, I want to stay with my aunt. You know, stuff has happened to me. I know I know you want me to be safe, but weird stuff is happening with my body right now, and I don't know what's going on. Maybe I should go with them. Maybe they can help me train and figure out my powers. You're like, nah, that's dumbass situation. You ain't going with them, you know. So basically. said we'll have a conversation about this later on go up to your room and we'll talk so they go to the room Uh, well Virgil goes to his room but while he goes to his room he gets that bag you know that piece of hardware that he got you know from hardware you know he goes into it there's like this little uh metal like bag a bottle of metal sand in it and he accidentally drops it but the thing is he can control the metal sand he's like he can turn it into armor he can make it bulletproof he can make it fly. He can make it levitate. He can do whatever he wants with that sand. He can make it disperse. If he don't concentrate, it just disperses and turns back into metal sand. You know, he's like, huh, I can make it do stuff. So then he like, I can make it body arm. I can make myself bulletproof around me. I can fly. You know, I can put the stuff underneath there. So he's like, okay. So then he manually puts it all back in the bottle that he dropped. So he suits up. He's like, I'm gonna go, you know, rescue these bang babies, find out where they're kidnapping them and taking them to. So his buddy has been keeping trap tabling the whole time. He knows where they are. So he goes out there. Uh but before he goes, his sister is there and sister's basically telling him, like, look, I won't tell mom what you're doing. But on my when I was in that uh hospital last night we're on the ambulance taking some uh, a sick kid back, some crazy guys pulled up in the van, took him, and we don't know what happened to him. So whatever happens to you, if you get hurt, don't call the police, don't call 911 call me because you call them somebody's gonna take you and you ain't coming back you know so they go and he's wearing a malcolm x hat they don't do that in 2021 i was but, just
2: about to say is that yeah uh, i mean
1: i mean people get that these days i don't know yeah. i don't know if people get that you know that's the thing because that,
2: then everybody you
1: know, was wearing malcolm x hat yeah right. they
2: really monetize malcolm,
1: malcolm yeah x. but yeah, but nobody's doing it now. So like a kid in 2021, 20, 16-year-old, yeah. they wouldn't do that. But like I said, this is milestone doing throwback stuff. But they could have switched They could have gave him, I don't know. I don't know. What what could you give him? I don't know. Something. But anyway, she's telling him Today's since you- civil uh, rights
2: leaders. A BLM or something? I don't know. Or is that too on the nose?
1: He got his powers at a Black Lives Matter rally. So- it might as well yeah, be,
2: but I'm saying, would that, would that, would, would a BLM be the equivalent of an X, you know, hmm, back then? But you know what I'm saying.
1: I see what you're saying, but I would not see anybody actually wearing a Black Lives Matter hat. That's the thing. Like, it would say it, but I don't see anybody wearing Black Lives Matter. That's a, that's a whole different situation that I may or may not address. There's, can I address? It? Can I talk about it? Okay. Sure. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'll talk about it. Let's just briefly talk about it. I'm going to talk about how <clears throat> Black Lives Matter affect Black people. So like I said, I believe in the movement. I don't believe in the monetization of the merchandising of it. And I feel like a lot of other Black people feel like that also. Because when you spend money on Black Lives Matter, who is that money going to? Now, I've done some digging. I know who that money is going to. That's why I'm just like, I don't wear any Black Lives Matter merchandise or paraphernalia or anything like or swag, whatever you want to call it. I don't do that because I feel like I'm putting money in the wrong people's pocket. They don't see that money. So I feel like Virgil wouldn't do that. That's and my that's, thing.
2: That's kind of how I felt about the, you know, all, Malcolm X being on shirts and hats and back then, back in the nineties when, when.
1: Now that you mention it. Yeah. I, I can see it. It's it, at, the, at the time you yeah. don't think about it. You're just like, yeah, people are profiting off this. Hollywood is profiting off this. Yeah. You know, you're right, you're absolutely right about that. So, but I mean, here we yeah, are, I mean, again yeah, to, they
2: did make the movie. But when you think about the making of the movie and how they pulled the budget and Spike Lee had to get a bunch of like actors, out of his own pocket, like, yeah, yeah he to put out his own to, pocket, yeah, to, re, to finish the movie, you know, out of their own pocket and stuff and then and then to go and make all this merchandise, right. It's like, yeah, that's just then what I thought of, you know when when I saw him wearing that hat, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember when all those Malcolm X hacks, you know, back then.
1: Eli, we're having the same... Well, we didn't have the same conversation, but (laughs) the same conversation is being had 30 years later. I mean, the context is different, but the conversation is still being had, you know, about merchandising. Like, the movement is one thing, and then merchandise will come in and pretty much, you know, derail the movement. We're, We're having the same conversation, you know.
2: And back to, like, you know, every child matters. I mean, we talk about... You know, the residential schools and and the findings that they had this past year with, you know, all the mass graves at all these old schools. And, you know, Native people started wearing these orange shirts saying every child matters. And now you got like Walmart and all these corporations selling orange shirts.
0: Right. You know,
2: <laughs> you know profiting <laughs> off of, you know, the movement, you know. Right. So, so that's just interesting, you know. That I, I just like it, I, I, yeah, just seeing him wearing the Malcolm X hat, I'm like, holy
1: shit it, it, it did. when I read it, it it stood out like like Malcolm X hat, really? Yeah. But,
2: yeah. yeah, that's what I was like, Damn, Malcolm X today.
1: <laughs> right. Does but, that mean
2: does that still mean Malcolm X or is that like X Play or something?
1: Right, or X-Men or Xbox, you know, something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh anyway, back to the comic book. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we <laughs> uh anyway so like i said uh she uh gave him some food because you're like i saw how much you ate yesterday so all your powers are draining your energy so you keep your food up so i gave you some some candy bars in there to keep you keep your uh energy up so anyway they go to an abandoned steel factory but you know it's really not abandoned you know uh they go in there. he meets his boy darius dares the one that's getting all the information stuff like that so he just like uh looks at static clean. I'd twist ring when I need to, you know. Uh and he actually called it reinforcements. I can't remember what these guys' name. Red Streak and Yellow, Red Eagle and Yellow Gear are their names. Whatever like that. The other bang babies that go to his school, they met ah, and see the the Easter egg. McDuffie. Yeah. McDuffie 93. Yeah. <clears throat> He's wearing a jersey, but yeah. So um Anyway, they go in there. They basically go in there and try to break out these bang babies. Uh, static breaks all the cameras, makes sure there's nothing in there, and then he does a big thing. He takes out the the light post, so it kills all the electricity in in there. Now it's going dark, so now they can go in there and move without people knowing what they are. That's when the security guards go there. They're like they're going to shoot them, and that's when he like controls their guns and their armor and throws them in the trash can. You know, uh, time to take out the trash. Flawless victory. I like this artist, man. I like this artist, not gonna lie. Uh, and that's when hot lips show up or hot boy, whatever. He's here, (laughs) you know, and Stag is just like, Look, I'll handle this guy, y'all go and rescue the bang babies, and I hold them off, you know. And he's calling by his real name. And he like, Yeah, y'all better run. I'll handle ACDC, you know. That's what he's saying. So he like, look here, Francis. You burn my house down, but you ain't gonna do this next time. So they fight again, you know. Uh he Static is just playing with him, dodging him, you know, smacking him in the face. He like, look, you can't catch me, uh and basically Static thinks the fight's over with. But like Hot Boy powers up and then grabs him, grabs Static by the, and I think uh, Static runs out of power. I think he juiced up so much he ran out of power, and that's when Francis on his ass grabs his on hand, uh, grabs him by the mouth, and then blasts him right in the face. The end. So uh next issue is called face off i guess so oh. yeah so yeah what's going on like i said this book is starting to pick up Here's the thing about uh this static run that's been going on i felt like it's always like a value mark miles morales book but i feel like this issue right here is starting to separate itself and not be just another spider-man ripoff it's making static static if milestone keep making a book like this they'll separate themselves so i think milestone is starting to to hit their stride now with, with pretty much all their books nowadays you know uh let's see what you got from gabe um, as a really type one whole,
2: diabetic i really felt the whole running out of every i needing glucose angle okay so you read this too gabe okay. okay yeah on the show on the
0: gear show.
1: gear was a nod mm-hmm. to him on was it not to him on the show gear i don't well, on static shot i don't yeah, I I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch that show at all. <laughs> I should I, I should have, but I didn't because I felt like just like X-Men was watered down, Static Shock was even more watered down from regular Shatic. So I was like, yeah, that's the I, I feel like you with X-Men. By that time, I feel like Static is a little bit under me by that time. So I just stopped watching it. So but the original Static Comic was awesome. But like I said, will it's hit it's in the stride. Icon hardware. It, hold up, let me see. Gear was his name the books were getting better now that he's uh, shitting his angst. Yeah, it's starting to become a superhero book now. He's doing superhero shit now. Uh, oh, Eli, did you know I'm, I'm booked out? That was the last one I had. So, okay. Yeah, so whatever you got.
2: Um, I'll do Hellions number 17.
1: Cool. I heard some big shit happen in this book.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this okay. was dope.
1: Yeah, I heard, I heard continues it go down. Be dope. Okay.
2: The only X book I'm really into. Or that and New Mutants. So, yeah, I was going to say, that. I know
1: it was another one you're into.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So I'll share that um, just because, you know, it's Psylocke, just because.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, oh,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so,
2: okay, so this picks up last issue. So what's been going on is Nanny, the little Humpty Dumpty robot mutant thing. Um, she stole – and back when they fought the right, that religious group – racist religious groups against mutants
1: friends friends of humanity
2: yeah they're um they they had these uh racist robots that they, <laughs> that they developed but then they thought they uh, reprogrammed them and then there was a little baby a little, little robot baby that nanny sort of kept for herself and then like last issue she sort of like rejected orphan maker who's been sort of looking up to her been like kind of like looking up as his mom and so oh, no, you're 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 a, you're a man now. Get away. And then she wanted to, you know, because she wanted to care for this little robot bee. So of course, um, and then the right blew up her ship. And, you know, so after that, after Orphan Maver thought Nanny was dead, and then and now she also rejected him. He went on a rampage and he's just fucking up the place. And then meanwhile, the crew broke up, you know, after that whole shit with uh, you know, um Anyways, the crew broke up. I'm not going to go into the whole you know, storyline. Um, but um, Psylocke finds out that, hey, Orphan Maker's fucking shit up and, they're like, well, let's go get him. So the crew gets back together. Let's go get, you know, let's go get our old homie. So let's go, you know, help him out. And so Orphan Maker's on a rampage and that the right shows up with their, you know, mutant killing soldiers. But then the Hellions show up and there's a battle. And then, um, Orphan Maker is still alive, but she's got the little mutant baby, you know, or the little robot mm. baby, you know, mm. that she's been caring for. But then the right, I guess, reprogrammed the baby.
0: <laughs>
1: oh shit!
2: <laughs> Re reprogrammed the baby to hate mutants again. So she's holding. Here she is. She's like holding the baby, holding the robot baby.
1: Hold on, let me get you in here. Okay. Yeah.
2: You know, and then. The robot babies at mutant scum. And then like <laughs> Oh, that's
1: messed up. That's messed up.
2: Oh, wait, who's who's writing this again? Zeb Wells.
1: Okay. I like that guy. And,
2: and, and then and then of course that doctor, that leader's like, ah ha ha, he's all laughing. And then Orphan Maker just comes up from behind him.
1: <laughs> like, if you could see that. Hold on, let me, let me blow you up. Let me see. Oh yeah, wow. Just okay. Comes
2: up and just snaps his neck, rips his head around and shit. And um, and then goes on a then just goes on a kill crazy rampage, you know. Um shoots a shoots everybody, shoots these like cops that were sort of just watching over, like this isn't our job. These are these you know, this is a government uh government jurisdiction. We're just sort of here watching, make sure everything's fine, and we you know, and then but Orphan Maker kills them. So basically Orphan Maker. Killed innocent humans, which is not going to go well.
1: Which is Krakoa. the rule, right? The rule yeah. you just don't do.
2: Yeah. So Krakoa is now um, in trouble, <laughs> and to be continued. So. So, so they yeah. know
1: that a mutant killed somebody there. So yeah. They, it's not like they can they can't yeah. cover it up. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, this was dope. It's continues continues to be dope. So, Fuck it, I'll give it a five out of five. I-
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I heard some big shit went down. I didn't know what it was. They were like, oh, you gotta read alien I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah. And then yes. the only other book I got is Out. Um Out Me. Number Two. That's that. Whoops, wrong window. This is that World War Two, um uh World War II horror book, World War II and Vampires. Okay. Um, I was A-W- thinking
1: the plot was going to be completely different. But
2: AWA, you know, that new that uh, that other imprint with all the cool ass artists and writers doing their own thing. Um, so basically, this is out. It's uh, World War Two. The Nazis have taken over this old vampire castle and are preparing for the Allied invasion. And they're trying to use this vampire to aid them in fighting the war and they have also these, these prisoners of war there and one of them is this Comanche code talker who specializes in all kinds of languages and it turns out he can understand this vampire, what this vampire is saying. So they're kind of using him to aid and also there's a subplot there's the prisoners of war are also trying to escape, they're digging their way out trying to escape the, the Stalag you know, um, it's kind of like Hogan's Heroes kind of thing
1: <laughs> oh yeah, okay.
2: You know, so yeah, I mean this is cool. I'm digging on it. Gory horror shit with a native character, of course, and you know, World War Two, Nazis and the Occult, which is you know, pretty cool subgenre. So, <laughs> so four out of five, I'm digging it. So yeah. Check it. Out, number two, it's called. Out.
1: Cool. So, All right, cool. Oh, Ela, I did have one more comic to review. Okay okay this is a weird one uh i feel like i should say this last one but uh, okay so remember i tell you about r kelly right oh yeah yeah okay so <laughs> for those who don't know and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and pull this up let's see all right so for those who don't know r kelly is in prison you know but his cellmate drew a comic about them about and
0: them. somehow
1: it got released online i don't know exactly what happened for it so I'm like since we're a comic book podcast we might have a review the R. Kelly comic, I guess. So, uh, but the thing is, the print on it's so bad that I can't really read it too much. But I'm trying to see if I can blow it up a little bit. Uh, but anyway, it's called. I'm see if I can blow it up. It's called Prison. It's called Kingside Annual Prison Comics. That's what the guy calls the comic. You know, uh, R. Kelly's cellmate. Uh, and basically, the is about them exercising and getting ready to, I guess, escape prison. I can't really tell. It's really hard. It just if it's It's not so
2: bad, you could lift weights. Yeah, lift weights, watch TV, (laughs) lift
1: weights. (laughs) (laughs) So that's thing. So I really can't read what he was trying to say. But basically, he's exercising R. Kelly the whole time in it, and somehow at the book at the end of the book, him and R. Kelly like super swole or some shit, and the guards won't even mess with him. I guess I don't know. I can't really read the fine print on it. But if anybody else can. Let me know if I can find, if I can find a better version of this prison comic, I will find it. So, yeah. I'm, hey, if he can put out a comic, Marvel and DC, get on schedule.
2: I got to get off my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy's writing comics from prison. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's all I wanted to say. So, yeah. If you slap a
2: score. This- slap a score
1: on it. <laughs> 0.5, man. I can't even read this shit. <laughs> i don't i mean i wish i could have read it i wish i could have read it but it's the fine print is so small that i couldn't really give a but hopefully i can find a better one and i may re-review it when it comes out or well, maybe
2: comi- get, get or comi- oh, maybe we'll
1: have an issue too by then you know <laughs> prison comics you know annual or something <laughs> giant size prison comics you know uh but yeah okay if you listen this long definitely like, share subscribe like i said next week eli actually some big shit might go down Oh. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer two comes out. All oh, the trailer. They're saying they're so big that they're uh renting out a theater, like Sony's renting out a theater to show fans early.
0: Oh, so this is for the trailer.
1: You got to buy tickets for the trailer. Yes, they're saying that's how big it is. So okay. it's some big shit going down, Gabe. It's some big shit going down. I don't check rumors sites. Let me know what's going on. You know,
2: Cowboy uh, Bebop come out next week or something. Cowboy
1: Bebop comes out next week. Um, something else comes out can we comes out spider-man trailer comes out Wait, when's resident evil come out
2: oh yeah resident evil i
1: don't know is it's gonna it come be. out
2: some is it come out soon
1: i think so i think it, i think resident evil comes out this week also so all right. like i said next week we got stuff to talk about this week we had nothing to talk about <laughs> all we can do is just talk about was uh Shane t getting shitted on by a bus driver <laughs> 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 so but we made it work we made it so hopefully everybody enjoyed this show uh definitely check out other podcasts we got this geeks and comics um uh, we got get yeah, valiant hold on let me see gotcha already right, comes up 24 oh so that's not that's not this week okay okay yeah uh but until then this is leroy this is eli we'll talk to you guys next week same bully time same bully channel
0: wait a minute this love started off
1: so tender so sweet but now she got me
0: smoking out the window. Spent $35, 45000 up in Tiffany's. Oh no! Got a badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese.